Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Parenting with Play. Today we're going to be talking about why. Why do our babies and our children resist bedtime, especially when they're tired? It can be so infuriating, can't it? So this week we're going to talk about why to really help then explain then what you can then do to make bedtime so much better. I'm Helena Mooney and if you're wanting practical, respectful and effective strategies to help transform your everyday parenting challenges with connection and fun, then you're in the right place. Let's dive in. So how's bedtime in your house? Easy peasy or a fight or a struggle? Is it something that you dread or is it something that's like, yeah, super easy. My kids just go to sleep. Easy peasy. Nothing, nothing to it. Chances are you've either experiencing some troubles now or you've had some troubles in the past. And bedtimes, it can just become this big flashpoint, can't it? And it can be something that you dread, even though you're counting down day, the hours sometimes going, how long until they can go to bed? And then it just becomes this really drawn out, protracted, difficult affair sometimes. So there's so many books about how to help our children sleep better. And many of them do focus on the physical aspects of what you can do to make the room more conducive to sleep. But what I want to talk today is is different to that. It's about what's going on for your children emotionally, because as you know, emotions drive behavior. And so when our children are behaving in a challenging way, there are emotions that are driving it. So let's look at what's driving difficult bedtimes. Because one of the big enigmas, can't it, is that your child is sleepy. You know that they are tired and yet they're not going to sleep. And one thing I really do explain to parents whenever I sort of run sleep talks is if your child was fine and sleepy, then they would just fall asleep. And particularly for babies and young toddlers, we think we need to do all of these things in order to help our baby sleep. So, you know, we need to rock them or we need to pat them or shush or sing to them or put meditations on or spray lavender around the room or, you know, all of these things that we think that we need to do in order to get our baby or child to sleep. But the fact is your, your baby and child, know, they know how to sleep. We don't need to train them to sleep. They know how to sleep. They can fall asleep. But the fact that they're not falling asleep easily shows that there is something going on for them. And chances are it's to do with upset feelings. It's to do with an accumulation of upset emotions. So let's look at it a bit more. The first thing that's really important around bedtimes and that causes so much conflict, I think, around bedtimes is that they need to have that sense of connection with you. And bedtimes is one of those great opportunities in the whole day where they do have that connection with you. Whether they've been with you during the day and you've been busy doing fun things or jobs or whatever it is, or if they've been away from you during the day, bedtime then becomes this opportunity to feel that sense of connection with you again, um, which is so, so needed. And I'm going to talk a bit more about connection later on in this podcast, but just to know that when our children then feel that sense of connection with us again, it can then bring up lots of upset feelings. Because even if they've been with you during the day and you've been busy doing other stuff, there perhaps hasn't been the opportunity or there's always been these distractions throughout the day, hasn't there? You know, there's things to think about rather than their upset feelings. And when it comes to bedtime, having that 
connection time with you, having no other distractions going on, means that then they have that opportunity for upset feelings to come bubbling up to the surface. And that can sort of manifest in different ways, whether your children just then start to get really stroppy, whether they start to demand yet another glass of water or yet another book. It can man, you know, it can be shown in different ways, but having that sense and that connection with you is so vital for our kids, as you know. And bedtime is that opportunity when that happens without the other distractions. So they need the connection with you, obviously. And when they have that sense of connection with you, that's the time that those feelings will come up and out because they need your help with them. So it can appear to be a bit like, oh, this is really annoying. But actually, it's really, really helpful. And our children know what they need. And so they'll save up those feelings from the day and then they'll bring them out and they'll come out when they're with you. The other thing to know about bedtimes is that upset feelings bubble up to the surface when when you're tired, when your children are tired. Because when we're tired, it's really hard to hold on to our upset feelings. Our rational mind isn't as switched on as it is during the day. And that's when those, yeah, the yuckiness, the upset, that's sort of when it comes, it comes to the surface, it's really hard to keep pushing it down. And you know, it takes quite a lot of effort sometimes to keep pushing those feelings down and to rationalize them away or to distract ourselves or whatever it is. And so when, when your children are tired, that's when the feelings are at the fore. And I know that you know this, but I also want to help you reframe that in a really positive light because it, it's so easy to just dismiss our children's feelings as, well, they are just tired. You're just tired. I mean, I think we've all said that and it's been said to us and it, it's, it feels a bit yucky when people say that to you. If you think about it from an adult point of view, if somebody just, if you're really upset and you go to a friend and you're upset and then they say, well, you're just tired, it sort of invalidates your upset feelings, doesn't it? And I had an experience of this when uh, my eldest, who's now 11, was a little baby. So I was tired, um, particularly because I hadn't found a way of parenting and parenting by connection by that stage. But I was tired and I was taking my annoyances and grievances about my dreadful husband um, to a really good friend of mine. And I was explaining, you know, what was going on. And, you know, in that period of adjustment with the new baby, you know, can bring up things between couples, can't it? So anyway, I was sort of complaining about Evan not doing something or doing something that I didn't like or whatever it was. Um, and so offloading to a friend and I didn't really understand the whole process again because I hadn't known about where parenting then. So I was, you know, I was saying how upset I was about something. And the main response was, well, you're, you're just tired and you need to go to sleep. And whilst that was true in many respects, I did need more sleep. But it also then completely invalidated what I was experiencing and my upset feelings and what I wanted to express and share and have help from this friend. And that's, we can do that so easily with our children um, because we just know that if they sleep, if they have more sleep and if they go to sleep, they're going to be able to handle, you know, life's upset highs and lows, ups and downs much, much more easily because their rational mind will be switched on more. But we still need to listen to our children's upset feelings. And actually the most thing, helpful thing we can do for our children when they're upset is to help them with their upset feelings by connecting in with them, by listening to them, 
by helping our children offload them with us. So I just wanted to plant that there that just because you know that your children are upset, um, just because you know that your babies and children are really tired, doesn't take away from the validity of their feelings. And if they're upset at bedtimes, then that's the opportunity to listen to them because chances are there's been busy times during the day and it's all being accumulated. And these upset feelings can be, you know, about everyday stuff that, you know, maybe they've gone to daycare and they've been away from you or they wanted to play with a toy and they couldn't play with that toy. Um, or there was, you know, overwhelm from a going to a busy shopping mall, particularly for our young children as well. There's all this accumulation, all these upsets accumulate, and then they will come out at bedtime because of that connection with you, that opportunity for connection with you. And then because it's just hard to hold on to upset feelings when they're tired. So don't feel that you just need to get your baby or your young child particularly to sleep and that that's what they need because that can then lead to more of a disconnection approach going well they just need to go to sleep so I'm just going to let them cry until they fall asleep because that's what they need to do what we need to do is actually help them with their upset feelings when we've helped them with their upset feelings then they're just going to naturally and easily and beautifully fall asleep so let's talk a bit more about the accumulation of upset feelings and how that impacts sleep. And again, looking at ourselves as adults, because when us as adults are stressed, when you're stressed, do you find it easy to fall asleep? I don't. My husband does. I have to say he falls asleep super easy regardless of what's going on in his life. But for me and for most of the people that I speak with, it's hard to fall asleep when you're stressed and it's hard to then fall into a really deep luxurious good quality sleep when you're stressed your chances are when you are thinking about something or upset about something or mulling something over your sleep is more disruptive you're more restless and wakeful and you just don't get that really good sleep or you wake up in the middle of the night going what do I need to do or I've forgotten to do something and that impacts your sleep exact same thing for your children so when they have this accumulation of upset feeling for all of those reasons that I mentioned earlier and as I said everyday stuff so it's not it doesn't have to be biggie it's just an accumulation of everyday upsets and the younger our babies and our children are the more things that they all get upset about so don't worry about them getting upset these things are going to happen but just know that they're going to come out at bedtimes and that they are going to impact your child's ability to fall asleep easily. So when our children are holding on to these upset feelings, it makes it really hard for them to fall asleep. Because likewise, as I said earlier, if your child is tired, they, they can fall asleep normally. So the fact that they're not falling asleep so easily shows that there is something going on for them. And what you need to do is to help them with their upset feelings. So the younger that they are, for babies definitely, and for young toddlers, they're probably going to need to cry with you. They're probably going to need to have a bit of a cry in your arms. And this is why it's so different to the cried out, the self-settling, leaving them to cry on their own. When we help our children with their upset feelings, we need to stay with them and they need to offload their upset feelings with us listening and being with them. So their chances are your baby or your toddler will need to cry 
in your arms and just like offload everything that they're really upset about. And you just need to listen and be with them and hold the space and allow them to offload, knowing that you're giving them your presence, your connection, your physical touch, just you. And that connection with you is what's going to help them offload their feelings. Or chances are when if you've got an older child or for different occasions, play. Moving in with play at bedtimes is so fantastic. And that's why it's particularly power reversal games, because our children experience so much powerlessness powerlessness during the day doing things that they don't want to do being told to do things that they don't want to do you know can't not being able to do things that they do want to do so again all these feelings accumulate and come out at bedtime so to have a chance to play and laugh and giggle and have fun with you is so powerful in helping them to offload their upset feelings as well so my suggestion to you is to factor in that time in your bedtime routine don't just make it about right you know dinner bath bed that you know books sleep done factor in time to help your children with their emotions because that is what's going to be the most effective thing rather than you know rather than even having a bath all the time my children really don't have baths very often and they sleep well so it's not there's not a particular trick in getting their physical needs met in order to help them sleep well It's about helping them with their emotions as well. So factor that time into your bedtime routine. Understand that your children do have obviously emotions and that they are going to come out during the day. Sorry, they are going to come out at nighttime more so if we don't allow opportunities for them to happen and come out during the day. The other reason why babies and children really resist bedtimes is because they need to feel close with you. They need connection. That's what we keep talking about is connection. And sleep is a form of separation. And the younger your child or baby is, the harder it is for them to separate. And I really do feel, particularly in our Western culture, that we're setting ourselves up for a battle with bedtimes so much of the time because we're expecting our really little babies and children to be able to fall asleep on their own away from us and yet we you know we know that it's important for them to be with us during the day and for us to meet their physical and emotional needs during the day and yet there's something about bedtimes that we've got this great fear about that if we start really being close with our babies at bedtime if we start being with our children at night time then we're going to set up this rod for our own back that we're going to create terrible habits and our children are never, ever, ever going to be able to sleep on their own. And that's just going to be the worst thing in the whole wide world. And, and by having that lack of understanding of what our babies and children need and their connection with us is, comp- is so vital, we then set ourselves up for this, this bedtime battle where we're trying to get them to do something that it's really, really difficult for them to do. It's really stressful for them to do as well. So by you helping and moving in with their emotions and helping them offload their emotions from the day and meeting their need for closeness in the evenings, that is going to make bedtime so much better. Now, I'm not saying you have to co-sleep. There's no have tos. (laughs) You get to choose what you want to do, obviously. Just understand that your, your children need you. And 
in whatever way that you can help them with that sense of connection with you is going to make bedtimes better. It could be that you do, your babies do fall asleep in your arms and then you put them down in the cot. It could be that you do lie down with your young children until they fall asleep in their own room and then you leave them and then they might sleep really well. And actually, the more that you can help your children with their emotions, the better they're going to sleep. So the the greater chance that they're going to be able to sleep all night in their own beds, if that's what you want. Or you might want to have them in bed with you or whatever it is. It doesn't have to be rigid. It could be that some nights they, they do sleep on their own and other nights they come in. We just need to understand what our babies and children need. And that is need for connection and closeness with you. They need to be able to offload their upset feelings with you. And then bedtime's going to be so much better. All right. I hope that's helpful. I'd love to hear how bedtimes are for you. And I'm probably guessing you've sussed out, you know, creating the right physical environment. I bet you've made it beautifully dark and you either it's nice and quiet or perhaps you've got some music playing or whatever it is that you want to do. You're making sure the right temperature, you know, that you've got the right blankets on or whatever it is and maybe spraying lavender around the room everything to aid sleep but if you're doing all of that and bedtimes are still really hard then start to go okay what is my child what is my baby actually needing emotionally you know if they're upset well maybe I can just listen to them being upset if they're being wild and crazy and vibrant well maybe let's just be wild and crazy and vibrant for a little while maybe that's going to help them but remembering that they need your presence in order to help them with their upset feelings. And remember that the more you can do that, the more you can give them your connection, the more that you can help them with their feelings, the better they are going to sleep and the easier bedtimes become. All right. Okay. I'd love to hear from you on what's going on. So come over to parentingwithplay.com.au and let me know. And if you would like support with bedtimes, I've got this great mini course. It's literally called Four Days to Better Bedtimes. And it's really affordable on my on my website. Um, and it shows you step by step what you can do each day to make bedtimes better. And at the end of it, you will have a greater understanding of what your children are needing, specific to your child. And and the step-by-step approach to follow in order to help bedtimes improve in your family and to help your children sleep much better. I've had great results with this already. So if you want to come over and sign up, it's at parentingwithplay.com.au. Check out four days to better bedtimes. Okay, have a great week. I hope you get sleep this coming week. And if not, if it's starting to struggle, just remember what your children are really, really needing from you. And enjoy. Bedtimes can be a really lovely, fun, cuddly, gorgeous experience. It doesn't have to become this battleground, which it can easily turn into. Okay, so have a great week and check out four days to better bedtimes at parentingwithplay.com.au and I'll chat to you next time.